0: Hey guys, it's Amber. I have a favor to ask, especially from those of you who have been listening for a while now. Would you be so kind to rate and review this podcast? Why? Because ratings and reviews get noticed. And honestly, we want more people to hear the good news about Jesus and the everyday applications that help us know and love God more. And don't forget to share these episodes with others. Thanks for your support. Today's episode is called, Remember, You're Dying. I know, it seems a little morbid, but I have to tell you something. Something happened this week. It's just kind of three random events that really had me thinking about my mortality. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. So first of all, I know don't judge me if you're not on TikTok um, or if you are, but I came across a woman on TikTok who's 27 years old and dying of melanoma. And her tag underneath her name was currently dying. And I sort of spent part of an evening, I want to say part of an hour, because they're just short videos, sort of going through her journey and seeing what happened to her and it was crazy. And it just really affected me because she's a young mother. And she's talking about, you know, leaving letters to her son, and she's just getting on hospice. And it was just sort of, oh, eye opening for sure. And then earlier this week, our good friends witnessed a fatal car accident. It happened right in front of their store. And so they actually ended up going outside of the store and and seeing the whole thing and sort of comforting some of the people involved. And here was a 63-year-old woman who got up that morning and had no idea that afternoon her life was over. And then I ran into a friend who I haven't seen for a long time, and they are separated and very much on the journey towards divorce, and they were saying that it just happened out of the blue. They didn't know this was going to happen. They didn't realize it. That their spouse just came to them and over the series of, you know, a very short period of time just that I'm not happy anymore. And then, you know, a week later, it was like, you know, I, I think I'm not going to stay married. And then a week later, it was, I'm getting I'm getting an apartment. And so just really shook the life of this friend. And I think it's always good when we hear these things just to remind ourselves that life is fragile and that... Death is imminent, and it's a good time to just evaluate our own life, see what our priorities are, see what's going on. And in fact, we're going to look at three things. And the first thing we're going to look at is what are your priorities? What are your priorities? How are you spending your time? This is the deal. I heard something recently, and I think it was Alistair Begg. Um, I, I heard him say, most people don't reject Jesus. They just never get around to making him a priority. And I think that's actually more accurate than I've ever thought about before. I see it in the people around me. And a Gallup poll taken in 2017 asked, do you believe in God? This was done in America. And 87% of respondents said yes. (laughs) Now, it changed a little bit when they asked in terms of degree of belief. So are you convinced God exists? Or are you absolutely sure God exists? Then only two-thirds said, yeah, for sure. But if the question was just, do you believe in God? 87, almost everybody said, yep, I believe in God. And yet the 2020 Gallup poll reported that 47% of Americans, so less than half, belong to a church, a synagogue, or a mosque. And one-fifth of Americans attended religious service regularly. I'm going to guess that after 2020, that number is actually even lower. I know in in our church and in the churches around us, the churches that I've I've talked to people, um, other members about, they say the same thing, that in terms of people returning to church, maybe half, maybe a little more than half, maybe in some cases a little less than half, and of course, some of those people may be staying at home and watching the services on TV and, or on a video or live streaming. But by and large, a, a good portion of the people who were going to church prior to 2020 when everything sort of got um, reorganized and, and kind of shaken up, um, a, a good majority haven't returned to church. And they have reprioritized their life and church is not a part of it. And this is not all that hard to see or or even hard to explain because if we are, you know, one of the things that we did in 2020, a lot of us spent way more time on our streaming services, watching TV, uh, on our phones, on our laptops, whatever. And if we are not using those media devices to get closer to the Lord and to, you know, listen to podcasts and sermons and Christian music and that type of thing. But if we're looking at things that show us about the world, what does the world say? TV shows, movies, the music, they tell us to enjoy life. Get what you can get, live it up, because you only live once. Listen, what matters when you stand before God at the end of your life? The only thing that matters is, did you have a relationship with Jesus? James says in James 2, 19, you believe there's one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So 87% of Americans who said, yeah, of course I believe in God. Well, if you are just saying that, and if you just believe that there is a God, that just puts you in the same category as the demons. What are you doing about that? How are you following God? How are you getting close to God? How are you prioritizing him as the first commandment tells us to? You shall have no other gods. You should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Because if you believe in God and yet you haven't made him a priority, if you haven't even put him in your life at all, as in you're not reading your Bible, you're not going to church, you're not making any attempt to make him a part of your life, you, my friend, are probably not in a relationship with him, and that leaves you in a pretty precarious predicament for when you die and stand before God. Grace Blue Rock was a licensed social worker, and she worked in hospice for nine uh, for six years. And she wrote an article about people's biggest re- regrets on their deathbed. I found it fairly interesting. So the nine most common regrets were um, not being more loving to the people who mattered most, um, not being a better spouse or a parent or a better child. They wish they hadn't worked so much. They wish they had taken more risk, had enjoyed life more, lived their dreams, taken better care of themselves, done more for others, or done more meaningful work. And, you know, I had to sort of say, wow, when I read those. Because I think the Bible does a really good job of keeping us in, keeping our life in perspective and helping us to avoid those regrets. The Bible gives us such wisdom in terms of. Um, contentment and being grateful and keeping our priorities and our relationships where they're supposed to be, telling us how to have better relationships and making sure that we are taking care of our families and putting them first. And You know, Paul says, if you don't, you're worse than an unbeliever. And God just gives us such guidance to keep us grounded in the things that matter. So the point being that when you make God a priority— all your other priorities kind of fall into place too, which is an amazing thing. The blessing and the benefit of walking with God is just not, not just having that relationship with God, but the fact that when you walk with God, when you're in his word, he helps you keep your other priorities in place too, so that at the end of your life, you don't have those regrets. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added to you as well. How awesome is that? So number one thing we should think about when our life is shaken up a bit or when we see somebody else in the process of dying or when we realize that we are in the process of dying, we should look at our priorities. Number two, relationships, relationships, and relationships. As you look at that list of regrets, you know, a third of them are about relationships. And a lot of us go after so many things. And, and you know, there's, it's not bad to go after the good job. It's not bad to want to do self-improvement. It's not bad to have the house of your dreams or to make your yard just so or whatever. But if relationships are not a part of it, I think you get to the point of having the job having the yard, the house, the body, the whatever that you want, and you find, man, there's something really missing because God made us for relationship. It's hard to be fulfilled when you push people out of your life. In fact, most people would say, it really isn't about your accomplishments. It really isn't about the amount of money that you have. At the end of your life, again, People are not saying, as we saw with that list of regrets, they're not saying, oh, I wish I had made more money. No, (laughs) they're saying, I wish I was more loving with the people who matter the most. I wish I had done more for other people. Let's look very briefly at what the Bible says about friendship. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times. Man That's why friendships are so important. That's why relationships are so important. When you're broke, physically, emotionally, even monetarily, when you're in trouble, when you are down and out, who do you have to pray with you and encourage you and support you? Having Christian friends, having those good relationships, having the good relationship with your spouse, with your parents, with your siblings, with your children, those people will gather around you when things are not well. And they will also, by the way, gather around you and help you celebrate when things are great, which is equally fun. And it's it's just a great thing. Look at the friendship of Jonathan and David, who just enjoyed each other's company. And Jonathan was a prince. And David was this nobody shepherd, you know, who, of course, then defeated Goliath. But then they, they just became these fast friends. And I love how Jonathan didn't care that David was going to take over the throne. It, it didn't matter to him at all. In fact, he was, he was happy to be like, I will be your vice president. I just love hanging out with you. The Apostle Paul had these amazing friendships and ministry partners. He also had some people who turned away and, and left him high and dry, and he was not Uh, not afraid to name names there. But, you know, he had these amazing friendships that people that just helped him, encouraged, went with him, even wrote down what was going on. And I love, love, love the whole incident with John Mark. You know, John Mark went on the first missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas. And afterward, he left them halfway through the journey. And then, Barnabas wanted to take John Mark when they went out again, and Paul said, no way, I'm not doing it, so much so that they split company. But at the end of Paul's life, he wants John Mark with them. And so there's been reconciliation, and it's so beautiful, that whole friendship in the Bible, that even when, when things separate us, man, when we walk with God and we know the love of God, and when the Holy Spirit comes in our heart, he's going to soften us to those relationships. He's going to help us to forgive. He's going to help us to reconcile, which brings me to another really cool relationship in the Bible, which is Philemon and Onesimus, um, the slave that ran away and went back to his master. Paul actually sent him back to his master and you know, told Philemon to welcome his slave as he would welcome the Apostle Paul, and just this beautiful idea that Can you imagine if that happened, and we have no reason to believe it didn't, Um, but just how cool it would be that there's this reconciliation? And that's a theme that comes up over and over and over in, in Paul's letter, whether it's in Corinthians or Ephesians. You know, the whole thing of Ephesians, we're reconciled to God so that we can be reconciled to one another. And relationships are such an important part of our Bible and just showing us how to serve one another and how to help one another and how to be there for one another and do life together. And, of course, no one did that better than Jesus. He had this incredible humility, leaving earth and perfection, where he was worshipped by angels, where he could call the shots, and he gave up everything to come to give up his life for us. You know, I am... You know, in all worldly perspective, I guess I'm wealthy in terms of other people in the world. I'm not a millionaire, but I am unbelievably blessed with amazing relationships. And I've always said the friends and the people that I have in my life make me one of the richest people you'll ever know. When we, The thing is about that is that relationships take time and effort and you have to be willing to invest in other people. You have to be willing to invite people to your house and come over and have dinner or take the time to go to their house or go out to eat or, or go for a walk or go hang out with them or take the time to send the text. Take the time to check in. Take the time to make the card to say, hey, I am thinking about you. And when you do that, Those relationships are built and and they become an incredible blessing in your life. So that comes back to priorities. When you have relationships as one of your priorities, you are going to find an amazing amount of blessing in what those relationships will bring. But they have to be something that you prioritize or they will fall apart. And number three, thing that I think is really important to think about as we remember that every day we are one close one step closer to death is how did you steward what you were given ephesians 2:10 says we are god's handiwork created in christ Jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do god gifted all of us so he gave you traits he gave you personality traits. He gave you abilities. He gave you um, just characteristics that are unique to you. What are you doing with what you've been given? We have the parable of the talents. It used to be called, now I think it's called the parable of the bags of money, that remind us that, you know, we're given these things. And when we stand before God at the end of our life, he's going to say, all right, this is what I gave you. What'd you do with it? And we're going to have to say, well, Either I used it or I guess I didn't do much with it. How are you using what God has given for you and how are you blessing others? How are you encouraging them? How are you teaching them? How are you helping out in God's kingdom? I have a dear, dear friend who had a great career. I mean, an amazing career. She rose to great heights And because she was career-oriented, she has given a lot of money to many different charities and many different ministries, and that is how she has helped out. Uh, I have wonderful friends who just are always at the church, always doing things. And I have wonderful friends who are doing things in the community, who are helping out, who have their own little ministries in the community things that they're involved in. All of these things, uh, they all fit together, and they're all important. It, all of them. Priorities, relationships, how did you steward what you've been given? Not, nobody at the end of their life in that list of regrets said, man, I wish I would have spent more time watching TV, or if only I had more time on my phone, or if only I had watched one more series. Nobody's saying that when they're at the end of their life. And it's a good reminder for us to not worry about distraction or to identify distraction and really keep our priorities straight. Make relationships a priority and really think how we are stewarding our time, our talents, our treasures, particularly when it comes to God. I think one of the saddest passages in the Bible is when Jesus says, many will say, Lord, Lord, I knew you. You know, we, we were calling out on the streets. We were, we were, you know, driving out demons in your name. And Jesus said, I will say to them, I do not know you. That that 87% sticks in my head. 87% who said, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. And no doubt a good majority of those people think they are just fine. If they died today, they would expect God to welcome them into the kingdom, no problem, because they said they believed in God. Listen, it's about relationship with God. It's about making Jesus a priority in your life and and delving into what he would give you and experiencing the blessing and and knowing that he wants you in relationship with him he wants you to make him a priority he wants you to steward what you've been given in such a way that you are blessing the kingdom with all that he's given you think about these things Hopefully, maybe, it's time to restructure life and at least um, make sure that you've got things in the order they're supposed to be in. This has been Little Things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. I can't tell you how blessed I feel to have the opportunity to talk to you each week. Your continued prayers and support are appreciated. And if you're willing please share, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you so much.